0: always interesting as you come to December, because here's the interesting fact. What does the church talk about in December? Christmas. And it's always intriguing to try to figure out how do we talk about Christmas again? And so this month we're going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit revealed at Christmas. And so what do we learn through the Christmas story? What do we uh, take away from it that we can apply to our own daily lives? And so as we get into the Christmas uh, season and we talk about the fruit of the spirit of Christmas, one of the things I want to encourage you, and as staff, we talked about this a little bit. Melissa and I have talked about it quite a bit. And we want to encourage you uh, to invite somebody out. Invite somebody over. Um, Christmas season can be a lonely season. And so why don't you call somebody, and honestly, here's the thing. If you're like, well, Chad, nobody ever calls me. Here's the great thing about a phone. It works both ways. And so you can call somebody, and can I just, I'll throw this out right now. If somebody invites you out for lunch or for coffee, pay for yourself. There, see, the awkwardness is over. Who's paying, who's not? Everybody just... I think the saying is, go Dutch, everybody pay for yourselves, right? So just there. You don't have to be nervous about it. Invite somebody over. Do you know, I remember, I've never been invited over for this, and I'm not saying you have to invite me over for this, but I do remember that people used to invite people over for, was it tea and toast? Is that what it is? So you can be as simple as tea and toast, because here is what it's about. Just connecting. Just talking. And just smiling. And if you want to invite, not even if you want to, I encourage you, invite somebody. Today, don't wait. And don't wait for somebody to invite you. You invite them. So today we're going to look at the fruit of the Spirit, and we're going to look at love and joy today. Uh, We're going to try to kind of combine them to get them in through the Christmas season. And as we combine them and look at them, do you understand that without love, there is no Christmas Without love, there is no Christmas. And that's why at this time we're trying to get you to love on one another, love each other. Because see, here is why Jesus came to earth. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is why Jesus came. Is everybody ready for a very fast squirrel moment? I meant to, when I first came up, to thank the people that helped decorate our church for Christmas. And so I don't know if they're all in the room, but Ali Dunn, she came in, and she brought a friend, and they helped decorate. Pastor Ashley, Pastor Melissa, um, you had a whole team together, and I'm going to forget people, but Melissa's team, uh, if I'm not going to try throwing out names because I'll forget somebody, and then everybody will be insulted. And so, um, But thank you, because if you look around the... the Church, you will see beautiful Christmas trees, you'll see a beautiful sanctuary, and it was all because of these people, so can you just give them a quick hand? And so John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is the whole purpose of Jesus coming to earth. He came out of the love of his father. God loved, and can I clarify, loves the world. See, here's the thing. Our world is not perfect. Many of us can agree to that. That's probably one of the things when it comes to our world and to politics and society and all that kind of stuff that we all agree on, that it's not perfect but here's the amazing thing when jesus came it wasn't perfect then either and he came out of love so he still loves this world today does he love everything in it no that's why he came in the first place but do you know that coworker that neighbor that might just drive you nuts or what you think about our world and what you think about society that god still loves. He loves us and everyone. And here's this thing. His desire is still the same that none perish. He doesn't want anybody to die and go to hell. He wants everybody to be in heaven with him. He still loves this world. He loves everybody in it. Because here, here's the great thing, and as I share this, I've shared it a few times already in the last couple months, but I cannot read and talk about John 3.16 without talking about John 3.17. Because see, John 3.17 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. If Jesus didn't come, let's understand this. If Jesus didn't come, the Son of God, the only person who walked the earth perfect, if he didn't come to condemn the world, do you think it's our responsibility to point out all the faults in it? If Jesus came to show love, how much more love should we show? Because here is the thing that's in my life, the moment I try to point fingers, it's the old saying, right, if I point one finger, I got three pointing back at me, the Bible, you know, hey, before you try to remove your speck out of your brother's eye, take the two by four out of yours. We're called to love. In this Christmas season, in the chaos of lineups, in the chaos of driving, love. In the chaos of family get-togethers, love. I don't know you, it's always fun to talk to other people and just find out how crazy other people's families are. But can I let you know, we all have crazy relatives. And if you don't have one, it's probably you. just saying what nobody in your family wants to say. No, our family's pretty cool. We don't have any crazy ones. It's because it's probably you. I'm not saying the crazy ones are bad. They're usually fun. But we all have it. So this Christmas, love. Love on people. See, he didn't send him to condemn the world, so therefore he doesn't send us to do it either. He has sent us to love, to love. So if you're trying to figure out, oh, Chad, how, is, how do I love this Christmas season? How can I love more than what I'm already doing? Well, there's a few little things happening in our community. To strive for with love is this weekend. It's going to be a great time. I don't know if they need more volunteers, so I could just be causing them a headache right now. But if you haven't been a part of to Stratford with love or if you've never attended and there's still a chance that maybe there's tickets again, I don't know. So if not, well, just causing trouble for them. But if you've never been to Stratford with love, you need to be a part of it. It's an amazing way to love Stratford. The other thing, and we'll have more information about this probably next week, but the uh, high school in town, Stratford Secondary and Elementary School, I've learned is the name now, But there are students that are trying to take phys ed and don't have gym shoes. And so we're going to have a box in our foyer for gently used or new sneakers that you can bring and drop them in. And we're going to give shoes to people in our high school. There is also Heavenly Hoops program that is starting. That is a way to love our community because the last I knew is over 130 people, 150. See, I like looking at people so I know I can get the right number. Over 150 children and students coming to participate in this. And when they say they need kitchen help, I'm letting you know it's making popcorn. You're not making a pot roast. (laughs) And so plug yourself in. Get involved. This is how you love people. Shelter Link reached out to me and said, Chad, we need some of our rooms painted. Do you think there's people in your church that would volunteer to paint some of our rooms? They haven't been painted in like 12 years. If you're not sure how to volunteer, you're not sure what to do, talk to me. I will get you plugged in to roll some paint. There are so many ways to love this year. 1 John 2, 15 to 17 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love, of, love for the Father is not in them. Let me clarify, this is not as we talk about loving people, this is talking about loving the things of the world. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. See, if we love God, we don't love the world, the things of the world. We celebrate Christmas differently. We don't love the consumerism of Christmas. We love Jesus. We don't run around crazy at Christmas because we love Jesus. We love the people and we live here, but we need to begin to influence this world with the same passion as God had, with the same love and desire that God had. That is how we influence our world. For too long, We've pointed fingers and we've accused our our society of bad things instead of loving them. We've spoken or tried to speak into people's lives that we haven't loved on, so therefore we don't have a right. If a stranger walks up to me and says, oh, you shouldn't dress this way or you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't talk this way or you shouldn't do this, I'm going to look at them and go, okay, okay and walk away. But when a loved one, somebody who I know cares for me, who cares and wants to see me succeed in life, and succeed as a husband, and succeed as a father, comes and speaks into my life, I receive it. Why? Because they've invested. We need to love so that we can influence. Do we love God more than the things of this world. This Christmas season, I challenge you to ask God, what earthly desire that I love do you want me to give up today? What earthly desire, God, that I love are you asking me to give up today so that I can get closer to you? See, Jesus' birth we know is the reason for the season and his birth should bring us to joy. There should be joy in our lives. And the fruit of the Spirit is joy just comes to us and works in our hearts and makes us happy. If you don't know who that is, her name is Joy. There should be joy in our lives. Do you know how many non-believers I've talked to that first off just think church is a bunch of rules? Do you know how many people I've talked to and have asked me, hey, what time is your services at? 9 and 11? And do I have to be like a member of something to come? No, you can, you can just show up. Like, I don't have to be a part of something. Nope. This is the thought patterns out there. And I have to be honest, when I talk to them and they tell me their experiences with church, it makes me not want to go. But as I've walked people who are non-believers through our building, And showing them just even bright paint colors and and lights and different things that just kind of make your heart warm. And that's why, really, it doesn't matter what time of night you drive by, that front Christmas tree is lit. Because I believe as people walk into church, they should sense joy. They should sense happiness. Happiness. Does this mean that as we walk with God, we don't have hard times? Not at all. But even the angels declared in Luke 2, 10, that they brought good news that will cause great joy for all people. When Jesus came, he came to bring joy. Joy into all of our lives. Chad, I'm not really feeling joyful this Christmas season. I'm one of those ones that you say have a, has a hard time around this season. And I understand that. But Jesus came and was born for us to have redemption of our sins so that we can have eternal life. Today we should still have that same joy. I pray this Christmas season that you have a fresh understanding of a Savior in your life. Because you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. None of us deserve having a Savior in our lives. But he came to die for us. And that makes me smile. That makes me remember why we celebrate Christmas. And I believe as we walk through stores, as chaotic as it should be, or not should be, but it is, that we should still have a smile on our face. Why? Because you should be praising God. You should be worshiping him. Maybe some of you need to worship him more so you don't freak out. And praise him and celebrate who he is. Give joy to the Lord. Because he set us free from a law that none of us could fulfill and restored a relationship that was the original plan that God had for us to walk with him and talk with him. Nehemiah 8:10. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some of those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, even in sickness and in death and grief and difficult times, abuse and rejection and everything challenging and the negative emotions and the thoughts that we face, we can still have joy. We can still find the joy of the Lord. I said it earlier, but it doesn't make everything feel better. But there is a confidence in having a Savior in our lives and holding on to His promises. Now I recognize as I read through Nehemiah that some of us as we walk through the Christmas season we're struggling because of lost loved ones, because of things that have happened this year or in the past years. And if that is you, I don't want to... Throw that aside, I actually want to personally invite you to come and join us for a memorial service on December 17th here at Bethel. If you're having a hard time, come. Be a part of this. Because see, the Bible does tell us to mourn with those who are mourning and to celebrate with those who are celebrating. And so we want to walk with you through the hard times of this year. But there is a key part of what Nehemiah says. and says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't know about you, but I remember the old song, and I'm not going to sing it, I'm just going to read it. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. I would try, I actually tried a couple times, Melissa didn't know it. I knew it sounded bad, so I just thought I'd read it. But as soon as you start reading it, don't you want to just start singing it? It's right there. I'm just not going to do that to you. I want you to be joyful. And I don't want you to be joyful because you're laughing at me. (laughs) But we need his strength in the hard times. And I truly believe that there's ways to receive his joy and receive his strength is by doing what we just did even this morning. Taking a few minutes to quietly sit, turn your phones off, turn everything off, and just rest in his goodness. You may even need to ask, Holy Spirit, can you remind me of the good things? And let him speak to you and encourage you. John 15, 9 to 11 says, As the Father has loved me, and so I have loved you, Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I kept my Father's commands and remain in his love, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. If we follow and do what God has asked us to do, his love will be in us. And if his love is in us, Not only will his joy be in us, but our joy may be complete. This is the promise of God. What is our responsibility? To remain in him, to stay in relationship with him, to spend time with him. And so I encourage you to spend time with him. Ask him to remind you of his love and to restore to you his joy. Because if we have his love and if he restores the joy to us, then we cannot but help spread his love and his joy. Because when I'm filled up, it just pours out. And so I encourage you, spend some time with God today, tomorrow, each day. Let him fill you up so you can pour it out. And love on others this Christmas season. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the love and the joy that you bring to our hearts and to our lives. Remind us this season of your love that will help us to love others, help to restore your joy to our hearts and to our lives. And Father, let us be that loving symbol, that joy to other people around us. And so, Father, we just pray tonight that you guide us and you lead us and strengthen us and that, Father... Help us this Christmas season to remember who you are and why you came. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please go receive prayer this morning. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you. And that you come back and check out next week's message as well.